Count my cards, my money's short. Welcome everybody to Two and a Half Athletes. My name is Rick with my co-hosts, Sonny and Tony. David's on vacation this week. Hope he's enjoying the nice uh, summer breeze on the beach. But fellas, how's everyone doing? Good. I mean, I, I can't complain. Another another week closer to Friday or another day, I should say, man. But heat in Arizona is starting to slow down. I think that, I think that's the best thing. That's that's all I'm really worried about right now. We're, we're starting to see low 100. So wow. Yeah. Woke up the other day. Was it's it's always fairly like chilly in the morning, but went to lunch the other day. I should say smooth 86. I was like, well, I don't know where that came from. So <laughs> also, don't forget it's a dry heat out there. Yeah, no, I have, I have nothing nothing to complain about there. The 120 is about 90 at home, so I can't complain. Also, good news for, uh, I guess, uh, like rainfall. I saw some videos of Lake Powell back to normal, you know, not in well, a drought anymore, and people are out boating and hopping off of yeah, boats into the lake. I, I don't know what, what monsoon season, like what months that's supposed to be in Arizona, but I know it's huge. Last last year was my first summer out here, and they just kept telling me, yo, it's going to be nuts. Monsoon season, all it does is rain. It's going to be cooler. It probably rained like two days. But like <laughs> this, like we've been getting rain like once a week, which is huge. But be, uh, before that, I haven't seen rain in about five months. So, Dang. yeah, so it's but but that does bring humidity next morning, though. I won't yeah. lie. How about after it rains, does it get uh, does it get buggy at all out there? No, nah, there's no, there's, there's no bugs. I don't, yeah, there's like nothing. You might, a couple more lizards might pop out here and there, but yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. That's the worst part about here is after it rains, it is so humid and there's bugs everywhere. It's miserable. The, the only downfall is that it, when it rains, you can barely pay golf. Like when it comes down here, it goes, it's nuts, completely flooded on courses. Zero to 100. Probably like honestly, slippery and. I don't know that like that gravel, that like pink brown gravel, like probably just gets so muddy and disgusting. It's probably a mess. All right, let's get into fraud and crown of the week. Let's start with fraud first. I'm gonna go to you, Tony. Who's your fraud? Uh, my fraud of the week is Evil Genius Brewery. Um, yeah, Rick, I was with you. I was with you on Saturday, and a buddy of ours, Granny, brought Evil Genius beers, a new a new beer they've been working out, and. It's called um, carb or butters on a carb, and it's it's partnered with Annie Ann's pretzels. Sonny, I don't know if you saw this. I was going to this expecting it to taste like absolute dog shit, expecting it to taste like a like a terrible beer, more like a pretzel with butter, like a like a nice buttery pretzel from inside the mall. I try it; it tastes yeah. like a normal beer. So, I mean, it's great marketing on their part because they single-handedly made me drink it like usually if somebody brought beers and i was just drinking uh, at the time i was drinking high noons i would have said no i'm good but i saw the marketing i said i absolutely want to try that i tried it drank the whole beer and i was like this just tastes like a normal ipa wait i'm confused and so the, they collabed with annie Anne's? yes oh wow i don't even think i would that's like one of those things i'm like very like when I see something, it's not like the first thing that pops in my head is like, yo, I got to try that. Like if there's like a name that's off or like flavors that are just off, like there's, that's just something I look at and I would never think to even grab or buy. And I feel like that's definitely one of them. Yeah. And I do want to give it yeah, um, a quick shout out. It's called, it's called is butter a carb in the marketing. I mean, the marketing's pretty good. That's, that's like me the other day in the grocery store when I sent you guys that picture of apple cider and vinegar chips. 
I just, yeah. I just feel like that's something I got to pass by. Oh, I would have got wow, those. Hundred percent, I would have got those. Wow. Yeah, but these look. See, yeah, but see, it's pictured with the pretzels, and it's even in this picture above here. It's cheers in the pretzels. You would think it tastes like a like a buttery pretzel. <laughs> yeah, right. It Not just tastes beer. like a regular beer. It tastes like a regular beer. Like I mean, just the Oktoberfest hint to it a little bit, but nothing special. All right, Sonny, let's go to you. Who's your fraud of the week? <laughs> fraud of the week this week is um, is probably just going to be. <laughs> dude it's like i always get put it put on the spot with these but i know it's i know it's coming up but um i'm, I'm just gonna i'm gonna have to say my, myself i i think that i had an opportunity like a, a while back i i always every time now since starting a, a new job P, my excuse is ah, not enough pto not enough pto and um I really did have an opportunity to fly home to go to the BMW championship. Only reason I would have is because it's in my hometown. Uh, I, everybody from my hometown, I couldn't even scroll through social, social media without seeing people there. And I just put it off because I didn't really want to go. But it turned out to be a great tournament. Yeah. Um, I already know who my crown is, so I won't even bring it up. I'll save it to the crown. But it was just an overall great tournament. I thought the final day and Saturday was just something where – I thought it was going to be below average and, you know, the scores weren't going to be as tight as they were. So um, I'm going to fraud myself because I definitely looked at my book and my calendar and I, I definitely could have made it. I, and, and, and everybody knows me. I'm a big FOMO guy. So like, yeah, as, as soon as like Friday, Saturday rolled around when I knew it was too late, I'm looking up uh, flights Saturday morning to make it Sunday. It's just, yeah. So fraud of the week, me for just using the excuse of no PTO when I really could have taken off. Could you imagine seeing Tony Finau in person? I've seen him in person. <laughs> this was before my hatred really started. This was this is probably um I mean it's, but it's, you don't hate Tony. You dude, actually like really love him. I I just the only thing I, I give props to Tony for besides going back to back recently <laughs> probably is um his his fits. His his fits every every week are just they're just super clean, always the Nike guy. Um yeah. so I gotta give him that, but Besides that, man, no, he, he never pulls through for me, at least. Oh, fraud of the week also? I, I can't give you really a fraud because it's golf that's different when you're injured. Football, normally I'd be like, dude, just get back out there. Like, you're a grown-ass <laughs> man. But Willie, <laughs> Willie, man, are, are, are we serious with – are, are they serious? What is, what, what is he ranking at FedEx right now, third? Yeah. Are you are – you're, that's got to be the most extreme back pain ever because – what a playoffs he could have had, but we'll see where 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 it takes him here. But I just hope for hit for him that it was like serious, serious injuries there. So yeah, I, know, yeah. I think he has herniated disc. Kind yeah, of it sucks for him too because he was. I I mean I want to add the the format of the uh, the FedEx Cup to my fraud as well, but he was only uh, three strokes behind Scotty Scheffler for the the start of the tournament here. So those that who don't know, we actually talked about it. One of our first pods last year, whoever has the most FedEx cup points coming to this final tournament, which is like the playoffs of golf, they start the tournament at minus 10 under. And then from there on it just trickles down. And uh, the 30th guy who's Aaron wise this year, he starts at even. So it's, it's just distributed evenly. Uh, Zell Torres was supposed to start at minus seven. So he had a pretty good shot to contend in this thing, but it's unfortunate for him. Yeah, so I, I really shouldn't label him as a fraud. I just really, I, I man, it, I've loved him since he came in. 
and just a young guy, especially finishing third there, great opportunity for him. Ah, that's it's more of, of instead of fraud, just that's just hurts. That's just yeah. Hurts. Yeah, Tony Tony stole my fraud. I had written down PGA tour uh FedEx playoffs format. I think it's a good idea. I just think the disparity is is too far away from each other. Like Tony Finau won the last two tournaments somehow. Not last two, but like last two out of like four, and somehow he's pretty far down the list. But I guess to pivot, I'll choose another fraud. I'm just going to choose uh, Fernando Tatis. I mean, this guy's getting paid $300 million, and he gets tested for PEDs, some type of supplement that he's taking. He's suspended 80 games. I mean, really, I think it shouldn't even go to Tatis. It should go to him and the MLB. It's like the MLB is not cracking down on anything, man. Like, this guy is still going to make $300 million, but he's just going to get suspended. Padres players are infuriated, like, they're asking all these questions about Tatis and they're just saying, well, we've done everything this year without him. So is what it is. Um, just very disappointing to see this guy was supposed to be electric and now he already has a bid, uh, a negative aspect to his name. Yeah. I mean, they did get Soto to help carry the load of what they're missing from him. But like you said, like he's already getting the $300 million contract five, six years from now, people are going to completely forget. It's just the average baseball fan not even the average fan, just the average sports fan, they're going to completely forget about the suspension. And if the Dodgers or if the Padres win the World Series then and Tatis' World Series MVP, people won't even mention the suspension. So, for all with the MLB. Yeah. All right. And last, and, and last um, he's he not he, – him as a person isn't a fraud, but um, I just wish he did. I don't know if you guys were watching on Sunday, final round of BMW. Xander misses the um, – well, it doesn't miss, but he had an opportunity from like 35. Some some putt that that I don't expect one to like just go up, sink it, whatever. Yeah. But that would have just put him solo third and bumped down Scotty. And Scotty would have lost around 150, 200,000 um, from Xander just going one under on 18. So I'm, I'm everybody knows how I feel about Scotty. So Xander, come on, man. I love you, but I wish you would have just cost that dude around 200. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, let's get into uh, crown of the week. I'll start off. Uh, Roy McIlroy just picking up this remote-controlled golf ball that a fan just literally walked to the edge and fringe of the green, put a ball down, and used a remote control to try to guide it into the cup. One is like, where, where's the security for this? And two, Roy McIlroy has a way better throwing arm than I thought. When he chucked that, I was like, that's not going anywhere. He launched that basically into the water. So kudos to him he's my crown he's my crown of the week that was an awesome throw middle of the water not even basically the water he chucked that thing Rory's a pretty um athletic guy he was he surprised me as well with his arm but I had a little anxiety because the camera at first didn't show what was going on in the green because like tv kind of tries to block that out if it's not part of the broadcast and then they finally zoom out because it's just a harmless guy holding a, a remote control I mean, harmless in the fact that it's not like a streak or anything, but I had a little anxiety because I just pictured Rory trying to bend down and get the ball and the guy just like moving out of his, his reach. <laughs> yeah, that would have been even great. Like the you old dollar bill trick on a, on a string. Do you know what that reminds me of? Like Space Jam in the beginning yes. of the movie when they like using the magnet to bring the ball into the hole and then they suck Michael Jordan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> into the ultimate universe or whatever the looney tunes yeah, yes. 
definitely if he could have got a little bit more speed on that on that ball, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. All right, Sonny, who's your crown of the week? Crown of the week? The the man, Patrick Cantley. Back to back BMW <laughs> championship wins. Moved from seventh place last week in the FedEx Cup standings to two. Huge win. BMW we got was out of this world. I don't know if everybody saw that. They they showed it when he pulled up to 18. Um, and not only the win in alone in general and not moving up in the FedEx to number two, but the adversity had to overcome on 18. I don't yeah. I was talking to my boys while we were watching on Sunday at the bar. I got a question. So before I get into the question, 18, what was it? He was tied. Or he, no, was, he was up a he was up a stroke. stroke. Yes. So he's up a stroke. He just has to make par here. Um yep. on 18, first tee shot goes right into the bunker. Me, mm-hmm. my next tee shot's going in the same bunker. <laughs> Him smokes it, I don't know, 165 with about a 30-yard putt, puts it two feet from the pitch. Should have went in. I don't know how that didn't roll in. And then just smoothly taps in for par. So yeah. I, I don't know how people hit tee shots in the on 18 into the bunker. And you know all you have to do is make par, but that's your tee shot. So just wild. But my, yeah. but my question for the tournament this weekend, for anybody that didn't watch, um, Cantley going into 18, Scotty, Scotty, or not Scotty, who was in second there? Uh, Scott Stallings. Stallings. Um, was finished the round. Cantley goes into 18, knows he's up a stroke. So all he has to do is make par. Would you rather be in Cantley's spot there where knowing dude in second is already done? Or you're both kind of, he's on 17 or you're on 16, he's on 17. Or you're on, or having him still play. So I you're think. saying, would you rather be Cantley with the iron in your hand or Stallings, like waiting on the edge of the green, waiting to see what happens? No, more of like in Cantley's perspective, like wouldn't you rather have Stallings still play, or like he'd be right behind you on 17, you're on 18, or knowing that he's finished? I would I rather, I'd rather, finished. I'd rather know that he would be finished. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I like the competitive nature a little more. But him being finished also puts a little more pressure on you, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I, I feel like if you're if, – if Cantley's on, like, 17, but you know you're, you have one stroke, you're on 17, basically you're looking at a par putt, but you know Stallings teeing off on 18 right now, but you still have a one-stroke lead, and you know he's teeing off. I think I would rather have that than know, like, yo, he's done. Everybody's done. It's par or nothing. Well, we kind of saw that at the, the PGA Championship – when Justin Thomas, the big comeback, he was the first in the clubhouse. I think he ended up on the day minus eight. And then Zell Torres and Cam Young, all they had to do was either go minus one or minus two in the last like two or three holes. And they weren't able to. And Justin Thomas had the, the he was the leader in the clubhouse. He had the number post on the leaderboard and they saw he was in there and they just couldn't capitalize on that opportunity. So it definitely puts more pressure, but I don't know. It, that's a good question, Sonny. Yeah, that that blew my yeah. I, I don't know what I well, I know what I would pick, but I'm curious how how you guys thought about that because that was my thing on my mind. Pulling up to 18, knowing yo, dude, you got a par nothing, or a par yeah. you're going into a playoff with a bogey, or you have just a chance to blow everything. Yeah. While but I probably already sipping cocktails. Come on. I, I know. I know how you're thinking about it that way, but at the same time, I feel a lot better being in the bunker knowing I have to par this rather than I don't know what the scenario is. Because if he didn't know the scenario, he might have been a little bit over aggressive on that swing. Yeah, that's Where, true. Whereas he's in the bunker, he's like, okay, I need to 
you know, fly this 160. I need right. to basically draw it in towards the green. If it's short, that's fine. I can chip, you know, chip it close and get it in for par. I don't know. I, I think I'd rather know the, know what I have to do. These these pro golfers alone, they're absolutely amazing, especially if you watch them in person. They're amazing. But I think one thing that impresses me maybe the most is how good they are out of the fairway bunker. It is unbelievable. Yeah. I just don't know how to speaking of that, I was literally just watching Tiger highlights earlier. And <laughs> um, man, I, I can't remember what tournament it was. He shoots a six iron, 202 yards from the bunker over the water. I, I have to, I wish I knew exactly off the top of my head what. Um, what I'm almost positive was. it was East Lake, which is the, the course I'm coming this week. Yep. Wow. Well, the great timing. But yeah, people, pros and out of the, out of the beach. Amazing. Yeah. All right, Tony, who's your crown of the week? Uh, my crown, I got two here. The first one is Play Action Pools. Uh, we've been alluding to it, but we we have officially partnered with them, and we're going to do a NFL pick them um, from week one to week 11. Week 11 takes us into Thanksgiving break here. Um, if things go well, maybe we'll partner with them again, but that's, that's where we're going to start. It's free to sign up, and you get paid out if you're the – if you have the highest points at the end of each week, you get paid out and we'll be venmoing you straight cash. So uh, support the pod and join for us. It will be fun. We'll get uh, all of our friends and family and listeners to the pod on this, uh, on this pick them and it'll be pretty fun. All you have to do is go to uh, playactionpools.com, search two and a half athletes, or just go to one of our social media pages. We'll be, we'll be plugging it on there as well. My, my second crown here is the machine Albert pool house. He is, uh, he's on seven home runs away from 700 with 41 games remaining. Um, he's also has the highest slugging percentage of his career in this last 10 game span, which is absolutely crazy. Cause he's, I feel like he's been around since I was four years old. So good for him. I hope he gets 700. I hope he just never retires and just hits like five or six a year until he's like 70 and then just breaks bonds record. I think that'd be great. I don't, think so that, old. <laughs> I, know. I don't think that would be great at all. I, I think if, if I get it over with this, this season, the hit the milestone and come on. Call come quits on. at 700. Yeah, I, I really need, I really yeah. need host to hit 700. Miggy got 3000. I need both of them to retire. I need Yadier Molina to retire. It's enough's enough. Like these guys are so old and I, I really think they're Molina. I think is holding them back, honestly, from being a perennial playoff team i just think he's too old and can't really do anything anymore um, well did you see uh what, what he did last week or two weeks ago um he took like, a personal leave from the team saying he had i don't know if he said family matters or just said personal leave he went to puerto rico to a basketball team that he sponsors he went to like their championship and he went to go like celebrate their championship win with them yeah he's completely done yeah I think I just hope Pulos gets it done. That'd be really nice for him to get 700. Yeah. All right. I had actually a quick quick uh, trivia question. There's only been one player in MLB history to have a gold glove in his first nine seasons. Uh, curious if you guys had an idea. He is a third baseman. Nolan Arenado? Yep. Nolan Arenado. Wow. Similar to along the lines you were talking about Pulos. And I think I saw it in one of the Cardinals, uh, Cardinals streams. That's that pretty interesting. Only MLB player in MLB, only player in MLB history. Yeah. All right. Let's get into AFC North. Be pretty quick and brief, but we got the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers. We'll work our way from the bottom up, similar to the other divisions. 
first being the Steelers. They're plus 1,000 to win a division, which is kind of crazy. Um, and they're over-under for wins is 7.5. One thing to note is Mike Tomlin has never gone under 500 as a coach in his career. They lost, obviously, not lost, but Ben Roethlisberger retired, Joe Hayden uh, in free agency, Eric Ebron in free agency, still free agents, obviously, um, and James Washington, the wide receiver, and Juju. Um, but that defense is still going to be incredible. They have Najee Harris back there going to handle the workload. Any thoughts on the Steelers? I, I actually could see them being better than last year, only because the improvement quarterback play. You did mention Ben being gone, but they have Mitch and they have Kenny Pickett. So it's kind of like if one guy doesn't pan out, just go to the next. I think they'll, they'll probably start the year with Mitch and then switch over to Pickett maybe, I don't know, eight, nine games in if they're not really – doing as well as they thought, but they have a good receiving core. Deontay Johnson, Claypool, and um, Pickens has been awesome from Georgia and camp from what I've seen so far. They got Najee Harris, like you talked about, and they have a great defense. So, I don't know. I see them over 500. I don't see Tomlin's streak getting broken this year. I see them 9-10 wins. I agree. I agree 100% with Tony in regards to Big Ben throwing, I don't know what he had, like an 85 passer rating last season or anything. Like the the quarter, it, it's not like they're losing somebody that 87, yeah. Like somebody that exactly they're they're not losing somebody that propelled them to where they went last season. Like the upgraded quarterback. I, I mean, you could probably put damn near a lot of quarterbacks in the league, and it's gonna be an upgrade there, uh, or at least backup semi. Um so I don't think they'll have an issue at all. I think their over-under wins is uh, super low. So I'm going with the over, which is also not favorited as well. It's it's at 7.5 plus 110. I think yeah. that's an easy uh, push on the over there. Yeah. I think, like, everyone's concerned with the Steelers right now is, like, oh, who's the quarterback going to be? And really, in my opinion, you got three options. Like, if one doesn't work, you just go to the next guy. I think Mitch Trubisky's yeah. going to be fine. Think real, I really do think Mitch Trubisky is going to be fine if he doesn't work out. You got Mason Rudolph, give him a shot, and if he doesn't work out, you get Kenny Pickett a shot. But you're right, Tony. I, George Pickens is a big name that everyone's been talking about in in Steelers Twitter. I think he's been getting the first team reps, second receiver in uh, in front of Chase Claypool, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if that's just because they want to give him more reps or whatever. He's another dynamic player that he he had I think over 700 receiving yards as a freshman at Georgia. I really like I really like their tight end Pat uh, Fryermuth. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but I think he played great down the stretch last year, and I think it just all depends on Mr. Biscuit. And I think he will do well, and I think this defense is going to help them out. So I think we'll have to see what's going to happen. But I don't like you guys said. I totally agree with you. I don't think Mike Tomlin's going to go under five hundred. I think they're going to do pretty well this year. No, an interesting to note, you mentioned Claypool. Um, Pickens is taking reps with the ones, but with that Claypool, they move to the slot. And from yeah. what I've read there, like for how big and physical he is, that could be an absolute game changer if he can get in the slot and do some damage. Interesting. And I th- I think uh, just one last uh, stat there for the Steelers, and maybe and I guess not stat, but I think uh, Pickens is going to break um, Juju's record, which is uh, – the over receiving yards for a rookie on, in Steelers history. I believe he was like, he was like right over 900. So I, I think that's possible for him. I, I agree with Tony. I'm, I'm not a preseason guy, but he's going to get it done this year. So I'm, I'm thinking he's hovering at a thousand this year. All right. Let's go to the Browns. They're plus 380 to win the division over under eight and a half wins. So one more game than the Steelers really. Who'd they lose? Austin Hooper. They lost Baker. 
Case Keenum. They lost him. And I mean, not really lost, but you know, lost a backup guy. But really what what's going on with the Browns is basically like just waiting on Watson. They add Amari Cooper. Um, another guy they lost is Jarvis Landry, who we touched on in previous podcasts. But they still have Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt kind of wants out. He'll probably end up staying there. They add Amari Cooper waiting on Watson. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think I had really high expectations for this team last year. They obviously disappointed. I think it's going to be the exact same thing this year. See, their, their win total, would you say it was nine and a half? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. And they had, they don't have a, a serviceable, I guess they do have a serviceable QB with Jacoby Brissett, but they don't have a, an elite quarterback for the first 11 weeks, if you want to call Sean Watson elite. And when their win total is still being that high, I think it's just going to be some ugly, ugly football. Just some ground and pound and play defense for the first 11 weeks and just hope their offensive line and their running backs and their defense can just help get them some wins here. Yeah, that's uh, just a non-playoff season. And um, it looks like there's going to be a lot of under bets from Sonny on the on the Browns game because I agree with Tony. It's going to allow a lot of clock loss. Time of possession is going to be huge for the Browns this year. If I could bet who has the, the most time of possession in this season, I, I could agree with Tony, although he did say I meant from running the ball perspective, yeah. it would probably be the Browns. They're going to have yeah. the ball. They're not going to be able to throw. So no playoffs. Um, I, I can't stand them anyway. So uh, not much. they're going to be the Browns are going to be a survivor pool killer, especially like the, like I said, without Watson, people are going to just look at the team like, oh, they don't have a quarterback and they're going to go out and just win some random games, maybe three or four of these like tough games they'll win. And they're just going to kill people in survivor pools. Yeah. I don't really have an opinion on the Browns other than I don't think they're going to be that good this year. <laughs> nothing nothing else for me. Uh, anything else on the Browns? Are you guys good? I don't know what I feel about Amari Cooper. He's probably the only guy relative as a receiver in terms of fantasy, but I, I just don't trust the, the quarterback. I don't even know how many targets he'll end up getting. I think if anybody worth targeting is, is probably just Chubb and Hunt, and even then, I, I don't love it. Oh, these are – this is I, – I can't – I'm – itching to get to the next team just not not for any particular reason it's just man browns 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 yeah i'm like tired of talking them talk i talked about them way too much last year so let's get into the Bengals. plus 170 to win the division over under and wins is 10 which is kind of interesting we'll get to it later but the ravens they're over under is nine and a half but they're the favorite in the division which is very interesting the Bengals, they needed to upgrade at the offensive line. They, had, they added Lyle Collins and Ted Karras, the right guard from the Patriots. They added Hayden Hurst, a tight end from the Falcons. What it really comes down to is can the Bengals exceed their expectations this year? Joe Burrow is coming back from an injury. You got three dynamic playmakers at the wide receiver position, and you got a good running back. Can the defense hold it down again this year? I think they can. I think it's just going to be reliant on how quickly Joe Burrow can come back from that injury and basically get, get things wrong again. I, I agree. I think, I think they can have a phenomenal year. It, it, it's it's going to, at least from my opinion, it's going to stem from one thing, and that's the beginning of the season. I was looking at their uh, schedule, and up till, I don't know, week eight, week nine, they, they got to get their wins because their back half after their bye is a crazy Girl. stretch of away oh game. Um, and if they don't get it done early, there's no there's no pushing in the back end of that season for them. If you guys look at that schedule there. No. I'm looking at their last six games. Last six games are Chiefs, Browns, Bucks, Pats, 
Bills, Ravens. Tough six. Yeah, it's tough. So I, I believe in them. It's just got to be like right off the rip. Game one, first five weeks, first six weeks, you, you just got to win. Yeah, they're going to get started hot. They were obviously the surprise team of last year. Um, surprise everybody with their Super Bowl run and even making the playoffs for all that fact. But they got to get started hot and just carry some momentum into this back half of the schedule. Um, kind of looking at their, their stats from last year, T. Higgins might have had the quietest 1,000-yard season in NFL yeah. history. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah. Now, Tony, is there an update on Joe Burrow? Because if he's not ready to go, they have uh, Brandon Allen uh, as their number two. Uh, I'm not seeing I, – I know they didn't put him on the pub list, so I, I know they're hopeful that he can come back, if not the first week, the second or third week. But the pub list, you have to miss at least the first four. So that's a prayer for him. <laughs> yeah, he can't afford to, to get on that list. No. Well, not, a, not him, but the, 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 the team. team. <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right, so in regards to their over-under, sounds like you guys are kind of on that, on that line, on the fence. Yeah, yeah. I would say they, they would do around 10 wins. I don't love the uh, the line. It's it's over nine and a half at minus 130, so you got to lay a little juice there. I would probably avoid that. If I were to bet them, I would take them to win the division. Better odds there. Okay. Yeah, and if I'm going over over under on wins, um, that's one team that I probably wouldn't place any money on. But if I'm just out here predicting without any uh, – any of the green there? I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. Okay. They gotta they gotta start hot and I just hopefully they do. But I got no uh no hate for them. All right, let's let's round it off with the Ravens plus one forty to win division over under is nine and a half. Big year for Lamar Jackson. I feel like you say it every year. They add Marcus Williams to safety from the Saints. Kyle Fuller, cornerback from the Broncos. They lost Sammy Watkins um, and Marquise Brown wide receiver wise, but um they still have Duvernay. And they still have Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman was out for a significant time in the beginning of the season. Um, so I think Lamar will get a little bit more, a better connection with him this year. Um, they also have J.K. Dobbins coming back. I think he recently was back at training camp practicing. I really like the Ravens. I think, like, you know, last week we talked about the NFC North and I like the Vikings. I think I just like that color purple. I think the Ravens and the Vikings are going to do really well in the North this year. Um, just curious if you guys feel the same way or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm all over the Ravens. I think they'll win that division. I think what they did with Hollywood Brown, he kind of complained for like a year and a half that he wasn't happy there. He wanted the ball more, this and that. And they were like, all right, never mind. We don't want you. And you shipped him over to Arizona. And they're like, all right, we like the guys we got. We feel confident in this locker room. And I, I think they're going to be a great team. I think this is probably going to be their best team with Lamar. Um, not even stat wise, because he did win the MVP. I don't think he'll have the numbers what he had then, but I think in terms of being a complete team, they're going to be very, very good. Yeah, I, I agree. I like, I like everything about the Ravens, uh, this year, stay away from the injuries. And I don't, and I see personally, I see a clear path to division winners, which they got at plus 210. And I love that here. And that's just staying away from injuries. I mean, with that's going to be with any team, of course, but, um, if they stay healthy, I don't see why they don't win the division as well as go over nine and a half wins. I think it's still going to be 11, 11 game season or 11 win season around there. Yeah. The one thing I thought like the Ravens did phenomenal last year is like JK Dobbins went down. Um, a few of their other backs went down. They just always found a guy to alternate 
in there and get in there. Like I remember Monday night football games, you're like, who is starting at running back tonight? Yeah. And yeah. he just pop off for yeah. like a hundred yards. Um, they, so they have Dobbins back and they signed Mike Davis from the Falcons who, you know, before McCaffrey came back, like when he was on the Panthers, he had a pretty good season. So like they, they're going to do well running the ball again this year. Added Tyler Lindenbaum, the center out of Iowa. And they also added uh, Kyle Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton, safety. He's not on the first team. Um, I, I don't know. I love so him. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe not just for uh, preseason, but um, they did. They used high draft capital on him. I, I do see him. He'll probably start by week four or five if he's not starting to start the season. I, I, I liked him. I liked him at, in college at Notre Dame. I like him on the Ravens. I feel like it, it, it kind of the Ravens are a good team for like how he how his swagger is too from from college. So I really like that there. Hey, Rick, you mentioned Mike Davis. I think he's a perfect complement to Dobbins and Lamar Jackson. He's more of like a bruiser back. So if they need like a fourth and short or a third and one, I think he's he's a good option for them. Yeah, perfect option for them. I think Rashad Bateman's going to blow up this year, honestly. I think yeah. you're going to see the guy that he was at Minnesota, and I think he showed a little bit of flashes last year. Um, I think fantasy-wise, I think he's going to be a guy that you might want to target. But who knows? I probably come in last place in fantasy every year. So I don't really <laughs> listen to what I have to say. <laughs> All right. Before we get into um, the FedEx, just make a few predictions. So next week, uh, we'll talk NFC West. We'll talk the Rams. We'll talk the Niners. We'll talk the Seahawks. And the Cardinals. And the Cardinals. <laughs> Arizona. Our favorite team, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they just, it's it's funny how they just slipped my mind. <laughs> uh, just another team that we like to talk about last year, especially Kyler Murray. I think I'm starting I, to hate Kyler. I think it's I think Kyler is going to start to get in the like you said, Tony. It's like the hate, but I think you just need to stop acknowledging him. Yeah, I, I think, think that's probably it. I think that's what's going to have to happen. What's going to happen? What's going to have to happen? I just think he's put on a little bit in a category that he's not. We'll see what happens. But all right, FedEx playoffs. Any predictions? Do you guys have a winner? Tour championship this weekend. Uh, Tony, like Tony mentioned, 30 in the field, right, Tony? Yes. Well, uh, 28 because I don't think Cam Smith is playing. And like we talked about, Zell Torres withdrew. I think I think it's going to be an absolutely phenomenal weekend. Like, nuts. But um, – to be honest, there, there's a lot of people I want to say, and, and normally I'll pick some, but I'm going direct winner right here. And just from previous tournament, just to build up to the end of the year, he's just right there. He just hasn't finished. I'm going X-Man, Xander, bring it home. I'm going Xander here. He was going to be my pick as well, Sonny. He is starting at six under, so four back to start the tournament. Like yeah, he's, been, he's been playing awesome. Um, he's. I saw a stat today on Twitter – he hasn't shot over par on a final round of a tournament in like two and a half years. That's insane. Yeah. That's like that just blow my mind when when I get up to a tee box and, and my shit goes to two holes over. It blows my mind. That's <laughs> like that. I have no prediction. I just think it's going to be one of the top guys, Scotty or Cantlay. I mean, it's just like, hey, giving these guys five strokes is a lot. Yeah, it is. Well, you do got you have Sam Burns right there. Uh, minus five and Finau and Rory at minus four. So, I mean, you could see some fireworks Sam, on, Sam, on Saturday Sam and Sunday. Burns, Sam Burns can start at minus five. He's, he'll be he'll be plus one by 
<laughs> by Saturday morning. He is the streakiest golfer. Yeah, <laughs> he's so hit or miss, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think right. this one is unbelievable, but what a weekend for golf. It's going to be dope. Yeah, awesome weekend. And then next week we'll get into the NFC West. Like I said, Rams, Niners, Seahawks, and the Cardinals. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take it easy. Tied in cellophane Cheating death life is a game Don't look up when I hear my name I won't lose a dime This long old got me gambling all night I'll save your money if it's right I lost a fight, but I count my